to another episode of the Men in Tights podcast. Uh, this episode I am going to be discussing the 2023 Royal Rumble event uh, that happened this past Saturday and full disclosure before I get to reviewing the matches I absolutely loved this show. I probably even go as far as it's to say that I, I would put it in my if not top 5, definitely top 10 favorite Royal Rumbles of all time. Where I would rank it, I'm not entirely sure. But this show was just, from start to finish, absolutely amazing show, in my opinion. And really, ever since Triple H took over the creative, every pay-per-view or premium live event has just been... BANGER! After BANGER! After BANGER! After BANGER! After BANGER! After BANGER! Yeah, thank you, Brutes. And I'm not going to go over every single detail of every match because I'm just not that skilled of an analyst when it comes to professional wrestling. Although in my re- my classic wrestling pay-per-view uh, that I have not done in a while, I would usually go into great detail with some of those, but that's because I would actually write some notes. This one, I don't have any notes, and I'm okay with that. But yeah, we this one, the structure of the show was very different than how we've done the Royal Rumbles in the last few years since they've introduced the women's Royal Rumble match and having the two Rumble matches on the show every year. We actually kicked it off with the men's Royal Rumble match and the first two people to start the match were Gunther and Sheamus, which everybody in the stadium were all for that at the Alamodome because, you know, at Clash of the Castle, they had a phenomenal match of the year candidate match for the Intercontinental Championship. And yeah, it was a hard hitting start and uh, yeah, just a phenomenal start to the show. And we didn't get a lot of surprise uh, entrance in this match. Um, I mean, we got a few. We got the uh, we got a surprise entrant of Booker T on here, which was a fun little exchange for him. I mean, home state boy. Of course, they were gonna have somebody like that in the match. Uh, but we also we did get the uh, surprise return of Edge, which I kind of speculated when I did my predictions. I believe I think I mentioned yeah, Edge came back and he had a cool little exchange with uh, Finn Balor and Judgment Day, and that was a lot of fun. And um, There was one moment, though, where Rey Mysterio was supposed to come in, and I'm looking at it right now at number 17, but he did not come out, and then said Dominic came out wearing Rey's mask. Great storytelling right there, but then I read that the reason why Mysterio didn't actually appear because he had been injured in his match with Karrion Cross on SmackDown, which, that sucks. Hopefully it's not a, too bad of an injury. But them doing it this way with Dominic coming out wearing his mask and then tearing it up as he made his way to the ring, it added to the story. And I'm really hoping that that's going to be the matchup we get at WrestleMania, Dominic and Ray one-on-one. And because Dominic has improved a lot, so I'm looking forward to when they finally have their match, When if it's going to happen at WrestleMania this year. And the only other surprise that we got in this match was the surprise return of Logan Paul after he had injured his uh, ACL and MCL. It was one, either it was one of the two or both at the Crown Jewel pay, Premium Live event against Roman Reigns, and uh, him and Ricochet had a pretty cool spot where they literally springboarded from the opposite sides of the ring and then boom right into the middle, and uh, awesome spot. And um, he also had a moment where he eliminated Seth Rollins in the match. 
Yeah, because it came down to it was Cody coming in at number 30, and then it was Gunther who lasted the entire match, which is just absolutely awesome. Broke the record of longest uh, time in the Royal Rumble match for, let me look at it, it says it was 1 hour, 11 minutes, and 40 seconds officially. Yeah, which is the most time spent in a 30-man Royal Rumble match, beating the record that Rey Mysterio set in 2006, at which was 1 hour, 2 minutes, and 15 seconds. Yeah, because it was Seth, Cody, and Gunther, uh, where we thought that was going to be the final three, but then Logan Paul came in and as a surprise and threw Seth Rollins out of the ring because after he had the spot with Ricochet, he had rolled out of the ring. He was not actually eliminated. So you kind of forgot about that. And I like when they do those kind of spots in the Rumble matches. And also with this Rumble match, kind of like how I iterated on the, my predictions episode, not, even, not just this match, but the entire show. Such a great job of setting up matches for WrestleMania. Like this, this Rumble match in particular helped build the story between Edge and Finn Balor which I'm thinking they're going to have their final match at WrestleMania against each other to help help them set up the, with the story of Dominic and Ray building a story because uh, there was a lot of moments between uh, Gunther and Drew McIntyre, and I'm, so I'm believing that that's going to be the Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania, which that's going to be a phenomenal match as well if it, that, if it does happen, especially because it's a match where it could go either way. It could be Drew that wins. It could be Gunther that wins, and I'm okay with either result because Drew has not had the... the defining Wrestlemania victory yet and Gunther has been on such a phenomenal streak since coming up to Smackdown and winning the Intercontinental title uh so that's a story that could go either way if that's the route that they're gonna go they tease a lot of moments during the match so I'm believing that that's where they're gonna go and then with Logan Paul and Seth Rollins I'm believing that's the match that they're gonna go with as well because during on Raw this week uh during a backstage interview with uh Kathy Kelly and Seth Rollins she mentioned the Logan Paul making his return at the Rumble and eliminating him. So they're planting the seeds for that as well. Um, but yeah, it came down to Gunther and Cody, and they had a pretty damn good exchange. Basically a match within the match, kind of like Undertaker and Shawn Michaels in the 2007 Rumble. And uh, of course, Cody won the match, uh, making him, I believe, the fifth man to come in at number 30 and win the Royal Rumble. Let me see, it was 2007 was Undertaker, then John Cena 2008. Triple H in 2016, and Brock Lesnar last year. So yeah, the fifth man uh, to come in at number 30 and win the Royal Rumble match, which is pretty damn cool. And he's on his way to WrestleMania 39 at SoFi Stadium to take on the Tribal Chief for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. That's going to be an awesome match as well. And he gave an awesome promo on Raw this week as well to kick off the show. So yeah, I'm hyped up. It's going to be an awesome one. I uh, can't wait for WrestleMania. That's going to be an awesome, awesome match. And then we next up, we had the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match with Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight, which was basically a no-DQ match with some black light effect, which was actually pretty damn cool. The way the light highlighted the ring ropes and then also the black light paint that Bray Wyatt had, which was a cool reveal because he was just kind of leaning into the corner and then when the black light turned on and he did his the lean back spider thing that he usually does and had the paint all over his on his face it was pretty damn cool it was a pretty cool effect i mean the match it was what it was it wasn't the most spectacular match but it was a fun and entertaining match where they really utilized the black light and glow in the dark uh element to, to the fullest um and of course Bray wyatt won uh as i had predicted and really if you saw my predictions of episode or listened to it all of my predictions came true and i'm pretty damn proud of that because it doesn't happen a lot and then we had a cool spot after the match where uh, bray 
wearing another mask, which was, again, a pretty cool mask. I wonder if that was was also uh, created by Tom Savini and his people. He was wearing that. And they fought their way through the crowd and got to, like, a little scaffolding area where uh, Uncle Howdy dove off of the scaffolding onto, like, a almost a coffin drop splash onto L.A. Night and f- Pyro uh, exploded. And then all the Firefly Funhouse characters uh, appeared on top of there, which, which was a very cool visual. Yeah, a very fun and entertaining match. I thoroughly enjoyed it very much. I know a lot of people complained about it on Twitter, as you do on Twitter, because that's literally what Twitter is. Just a place for people to complain and complain and complain into the ether for everyone and no one to pay attention to. Uh, and then after this, we had the women's championship match. Bianca Belair defending against Alexa Bliss. This one was a very, very good match, as I knew it would be, because both women are very good at what they do. Great athletes, great entertainers. And of course, Bianca Belair won and retained, as I predicted, and am happy that she did. We had another little Uncle Howdy tease after the match, so we'll see how that story progresses going forward with Lex Bliss. And then we come to the women's Royal Rumble match. My opinion was probably the better match, you know, which fits very, you know, it's very neck and neck over which of the Rumble matches I prefer, but as I'm saying it right now, I would say that the women's Rumble match was my favorite out of the two. Uh, maybe after watching it a couple more times, I might feel differently. But this was another awesome match uh kicked off with Rhea Ripley coming in at number one and Liv Morgan coming in at number two and as far as like surprise entrance um I mean some of them I don't know if they were declared uh on previous episodes of Raw Smackdown like B-Fab was in the match which surprised me I thought that was pretty cool and then we got uh, Roxanne Perez making her Rumble debut another home state girl Uh, I think yeah because they they mentioned also that she was just down the road from Laredo Texas so pretty cool moment for her we also got an appearance uh, from uh, Zoe Stark from NXT as well as Indy Hartwell and Natalia made her return as well after being put on the shelf by uh, Shayna Baszler with a broken nose oh and we got the return of Asuka but this time it was Asuka wearing the Kana the Kana paint face paint which got a huge pop when she took off her mask and she also got a new theme song which i i can't wait for when wwe music finally releases that so i can listen to the the full track uh but yeah that was an awesome awesome moment getting to see her like that and then we also got the return of no longer dewdrop piper niven again finally thank god no more no more dewdrop so happy to see her back and being piper niven again um and we got the return of chelsea green which was a lot of fun and she was quick, quickly eliminated uh, within five seconds by Rhea Ripley, which I think this is the second time that that's happened because I think she was in 2020, either in the 2020 Rumble or the 2019 Rumble. It was one of the Rumbles that she came out with Robert Stone and was eliminated like boom, just like that. And then she also was on Raw talking about wanting to speak to the manager. So yeah, the reports of her having a Karen gimmick are true and it's going to be a lot of fun she can pull it she has the the acting chops and personality to pull that off very well and we also got a surprise uh entrant uh, from michelle mccool and this one was a unique situation because she was actually sitting in the crowd right behind the commentators so then when her music came on and at number 25 yeah that was a pretty fun moment she was just you know got up from her chair went into the ring and had a good strong showing for almost 14 minutes so that was fun and then 
the number 30 entrant was the surprise return of Nia Jax, even though the production people kind of botched it because her music hit before the countdown happened. But still, yeah, we got the surprise return of Nia Jax, which shocked the hell out of me. I did not expect that, um, especially considering how things ended with her previous WWE run. Whether or not she's back full time, I'm not sure, but still pretty cool moment. And if she is back full-time, good on her. Looking forward to seeing what, how that goes. But when it came down to it, the final three of the match were Rhea and Liv, who were lasting the entire match. And Asuka, they were the final three, which was a fun exchange between the three of them. But Rhea Ripley, who I had been hoping and praying and wishing would win, finally came out on top, being the first woman in the history, uh, the short history of the Women's Royal Rumble match to come in at number one and win the match, setting the new record of one hour, one minute, and eight seconds time in the 30-woman Royal Rumble match. And the way she won was so cool because first Asuka was going to spit the blue mist, Rhea ducked, it went into Liv Morgan's face, and then Rhea kind of doing like an almost like a 619 motion, knocked Asuka off the apron because all three of them were standing on the apron, and then Liv blinded by the mist. I think like she like kicks back at Rhea and then Rhea's like she slips off the apron but she's holding tightly onto the rope make sure her feet don't touch the floor and then Liv feeling her way around starts trying to get her hands loose but then Rhea with her feet lifts it up grabs her head and then just flips her off the apron and onto the floor which is probably one of the coolest eliminations I've seen in any Rumble match uh, off the top of my head that I can recall and she wins the Royal Rumble and it's going on to Wrestlemania and then on Raw this week she declared that she will be facing Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Wrestlemania to avenge the loss that she had at Wrestlemania 36. We know that's going to be a f another phenomenal match because that match was a pretty damn good one at that Wrestlemania and then the match they had at um, Money in the Bank in 2021 was an awesome match as well. But now this one is different because they're, they're going to have that re an epic Wrestlemania match that they should have had three years ago at WrestleMania 36. Looking forward to that. And we're going to get either a number one contenders match or a championship match at the Elimination Chamber uh, to figure out what's, how that story is going to go. Uh, let me see who's currently in the match right now. Let me go to WWE.com because there's going to be a, a, a Fatal 4-Way uh, qualifying match on Raw next week, which I'm going to be attending that Monday Night Raw. And it's going to be awesome because I'm going to get to see the cage match with between Becky Lynch and Bayley, as well as two more qualifying matches for the United States Championship Elimination Chamber match for the men. And I think it's going, to be, it's going to be Angelo Dawkins and Elias versus Montez Ford and... Who else? Let me look at it again. It's Montez Ford and yeah, I can't even remember who it's going to be. But yeah, let me look through it. If I can find the preview for it. Yeah, I'm having a hard time finding it. But yeah, still, it's going to be pretty damn cool next week on Raw. That I'm, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just excited that I get to be there for that one. But yeah, we're going to get a women's match at the for the Elimination Chamber and then the U.S. Title Elimination Chamber. Uh, it's going to be a fun one as well. And then that brings us to. Uh, a match that everyone is talking about, more so the aftermath of the match that everyone is talking about was Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, part three. And this one was an awesome match as well. Told an awesome story. Every match on this show told a great story. And uh, this one was a great match. I had a lot of great moments. I mean, there was that one moment with Kevin Owens that he tried to do a, like a springboard moonsault and he's lost his footing, but he made more he more than made up for it after that. And of course, Roman Reigns won, as we knew he would. And as I kind of already said at the beginning with Cody Rhodes winning the Rumble, the Rumble match. But it was the aftermath that has people talking. And one of the greatest storytelling moments in WWE history. They had uh, Kevin Owens handcuffed to the ropes 
after they beat the shit out of him, they had him on the ropes. Roman Reigns has a steel chair. He's about to gonna make the hit, but then Sami Zayn steps in front and tells him, "No, no, no, no! This is beneath you." Roman Reigns holds the chair out, so like, "No, it shouldn't. You know, I it shouldn't. I shouldn't do it. You should do it." And then Sami's conflicted because he wants to satisfy the tribal chief. He wants to, but he also wants to protect his friend Kevin. And then Roman gets in his face, you know, getting trying to goad him into doing it. And when Roman turns his back. Sammy takes that chair, swings it right on his back full force, and my god, the, the pop in the Alamo Dome was insane. Oh, such an awesome moment. And then Jay Uso, devastated and heartbroken, is just like, he's like, he's just like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I called you my brother. And then Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns just beat the shit out of Sami Zayn after that. Then Jey Uso, just devastated and heartbroken, just walks out of there. And what, this is such an amazing, this is the best story in WWE right now. And yeah, we're going to get Cody and Roman at WrestleMania. But we'll see how things happen on SmackDown this week because the Elimination Chamber is going to be in Montreal. That is Sami Zayn's home. It's been rumored for months that it's going to be Sami and Roman at, at Elimination Chamber. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of people all over Twitter and Facebook and Instagram saying that they should... It should be Sammy and Roman at WrestleMania for the title. And I get that, but just think of the hometown pop Sami Zayn is going to get facing Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. Just think think about that. Yeah, the story has been Sammy trying to, you know, get the approval of, of head at the table, tribal chief and all that. But the real story has been Roman, Jimmy, and Solo. And they, they accepted Sami Zayn almost immediately with the bloodline. It was Jay who was the one that Sammy had to earn his trust and respect. And then when Jay stuck up for him at the tribal court on Raw 30, and then this happens, it's like, just think of the storytelling from that alone. I mean, come on. That is the story. That is the story. That he finally earned Jay's respect and his trust, and he just he breaks Jay's heart. I'm excited for these next couple of months going into WrestleMania and all the amazing stories that are being told right now and the stories that will be told heading into WrestleMania at SoFi Stadium. I'm excited. I hope you all are excited. Yeah, this was an awesome show. Can't wait for Elimination Chamber. Can't wait for WrestleMania. And like I said to other people, if this is the Royal Rumble under Triple H, just imagine how phenomenal WrestleMania is going to be under Triple H. Whew. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Menatites Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed hearing me rant on for the last 20 minutes about the Royal Rumble, gushing over how much I love the show. As I said before, yeah, I'm going to be at the Monday Night Raw at the Amway Center next week in Orlando. And uh, we'll, like I said, I'll try to get some videos and pictures of that. And I'll make sure that I do a quick little recap of my experience there. My first time going to a televised WWE show. Uh, it's my first WWE show since 2004, if you can believe that. Yeah, since 2004 at Madison Square Garden. That one was headlined by Chris Benoit and Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, my last wrestling show, period, was in 2011, the indie show in Staten Island, where the show itself was trash, but the benefit of it is that I got to hang out with the future Mrs. James Ellsworth, and she was, who was just, she is just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful human being, and a great friend, and I hope her and James are doing very, very well, you know, with their happy life over in Maryland. Thank you all so much for tuning in, for watching, for listening, for subscribing, and if you're not subscribed, please do so. YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and so on. I have the link tree with all the links to that in the description. You can also 
chat me up on my social media, my Twitter, Instagram, Vero, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, all of that in the description as well. Um, and my Manitites podcast store. If you'd like to support me financially by buying some of the fun designs that I have in there, I'm trying to work on some new designs right now. See if I can get another hit design like my straight edge t-shirt like it with like i said that's i'm appreciative of everyone who's buying that shirt but just of all the shirts i'm really surprised that that is the one that's selling the biggest out of all of them i hope you all are doing well having a wonderful week being awesome people that i know you can be doing well staying safe staying healthy taking care of yourselves and your loved ones please check out my previous shows that i've done on here check out my last of us reviews had just put up the episode three review on monday uh my also my reviews of episodes one and two for the last couple of weeks phenomenal phenomenal show if you're you know if you've been checking it out you know either my reviews or watching the show itself would love to chat with you guys about that too um yeah this has been the Menatites podcast i am julian and i will see all of you on the next one Bye-bye.